0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.
1: Hello, Riverdale gang.
0: Welcome back to the Watch Along Critical Commentary podcast, uh, where we talk about the show Riverdale at length. Uh, <laughs> at we length, are your really? hosts, uh, Ryan, and uh,
1: I'm Chloe. Um, and welcome to, uh, as Ryan said, the Riverdale Gang podcast, recorded here on unceded Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish territory, usually. Yeah. However, Ryan is on Treaty 6?
0: Treaty, right? land. Uh, Treaty yes, 8 land. Yes, Treaty 8 land of the um, Cree, Beaver, and Tha nations. Um, yeah, I'm on the farm. I'm in the small town. Yeah. I'm in what I thought was a bit of a Riverdale comparison back in season one i have since learned (laughs) that there are some scale differences for sure but
1: that sounds true
0: (laughs) but (laughs) i digress
1: so listen this episode as we all know is sort of a direct result of uh conversations that took place on social media and also i assume behind closed doors with the creators of the show how how are we to know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as a result of
0: um,
1: some of the uh, some of the as usual Riverdale gang, there are going to be sirens in the background of this recording. Um, as a result of some of the issues about sidelining characters of color in this show.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, the this first of all, this episode was fantastic. Um, perhaps my favorite this season. Um, and uh it it nicely follows up on the commitments and promises that the show made um following uh and during the Black Lives Matter um the beginning of that movement, uh and uh Vanessa Morgan's amazing activism on the on the matter. Um
1: mm-hmm
0: and uh, uh digging digging a little deeper um the director of this episode is um Robin Givens who who is our our hey. own Sierra McCoy and um uh i she's worked in worked on Tyler Perry films in the past which um i thought was a nice uh flavor to her commentary and reference to to him and use of him in in this uh show as uh, such a That's benchmark. Funny. I
1: didn't know that. I like that as a detail.
0: Yeah. Um and it it you know it nicely frames the role Sierra plays here I think. Um and we also had uh two lead writers who are black. Um and f- from Uh, a glance through looks who it looks like are really developing their careers with Riverdale. Um, they're both, uh, both very well-established working professionals. Um, but I'm seeing a a string of writing credits on Riverdale, um, which, which speaks to a good, healthy, uh, talent development pool that I think a lot of shows fail to do at, at multiple levels. Um, so that's uh, Arianna Jackson and Evan Kyle, who wrote were the lead writers on this episode. Obviously, uh, Aguirre Sakasa is the story head writer, um, but the the other credited writers on the ep, uh, on this episode who um, likely fr- you know fleshed out what the producers set down. As TV do
1: yeah I am um, I'm glad to hear that I, I was very curious about the writing team for this episode so I'm grateful that you um, looked up that information Ryan thank you um, and nice to hear that they're repeat writers that we're gonna get more of this level of of this very high quality for in this genre of content uh, for this show
0: -hmm Yeah, like I was saying, solidly my my favorite episode uh, this—certainly this hiatus, possibly this season. Um, And so much of that ties to Josie. Um,
1: She's such a wonderful (laughs) performer. Like, it was just such a treat to see Ashley Murray again, because the last thing I saw her in was this little movie she made— Probably while she was shooting Riverdale. I mm-hmm. can't remember the year on it, but it came out, I think a couple of years after it was shot called Deirdre and mm-hmm. me, I think, rob a train. Yep. 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 And she's, oh man, it was so nice to see her. She's such an engaging performer.
0: <laughs> right. Um, just so much charisma, so much, such a fantastic character work. Like I, I really enjoyed revisiting who her Josie is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so beyond beyond the constant theme of black excellence, uh the fantastic cast of performers uh who are highlighted and featured in this episode um i'm also uh, there's there's a bunch of genre work that i'm really thrilled by. I think um they were creating something uh really fantastic um it gave me very, uh, millennial film vibes. Like a few episodes ago, they were coyote ugly. Um, this felt of that era much more than that episode to me. Um, but a a very different set of, of, um, uh, of films. Uh, I I think like, yeah, the Tyler Perry, uh, early franchise, the early Mendea films, um, a lot of these family dramas and, uh, life goal dramas, but also um, a real flavor of the, um, the whole rags to riches artist story. Like even the original Josie, the, the not sorry, the nineties Josie and the Pussycats film um, had that uh, rising star arc and vibe. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And there's a very like these, it's a story with an, with an, artistic perspective driving Mm,
1: uh, mm -hmm.
0: a a driving character, an artistic character point of view uh, that just enthralls me. And um, like everything from, from La La Land um, to uh, God, like Roman holiday, old vintage, like charming, cheery, naturalistic uh, adventures where people realize their dreams and, and fix emotional bonds. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't know a word for that genre, but I, I, I can kind of feel in my bones that, that aesthetic that they nailed here that I, I don't know that I've ever seen pinned down quite this well. Uh,
1: that's interesting that you mentioned that piece about repairing relationships and repairing emotional bonds. um, it occurred to me while I was watching this episode how just inherently good and wholesome it feels to watch feminine people mm-hmm. watch women
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, repair a friendship yeah um in a and I, I, would venture to say that a lot of teen television, it's and to be fair to this show, it has done that before. Yes, this isn't um, so new it's territory. To see more of it, it's a
0: spectacular example um, of, uh, with with eight yeah. years of marinating, that is a particular flavor that you just can't get.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um,
0: and the flavor of justice for storylines really badly told and discarded in the past, to some degree.
1: The the my, to be honest with you, my my one complaint about this episode is that I wish it had been two mm. or more. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Um, something that I noticed at the beginning of this season is we got this wonderful opening episode where we spent like 10 minutes with Jughead and Betty mm-hmm. and Veronica and Archie. Mm-hmm. And my, my only complaint really was that um, our catch-up of... Uh, the two formerly supporting characters in the Pussycats mm-hmm. um, was so quick.
0: Right, um, right. We got,
1: like, a, a great moment of their lives, but I was like, I yeah. want to spend 10 minutes with each of these women and and not just two, you know? That that was sort of my only complaint, but I, I don't know that... Um, I don't even know if it's a valid complaint, honestly, because probably what happened is they were said, okay, you have to do this in an episode, and they did their damnedest, you know?
0: Um. But that's a great segue into another um, classic TV uh, trick that I strongly, strongly hope, maybe suspect they're pulling um, the backdoor pilot for a spinoff. This wouldn't be Have the first.
1: that they said you haven't heard The Last of Us at the end. And so, I was so
0: explicitly. Like, so explicitly. And the Pussycats title card at the end. And the... <gasps> utterly ridiculous mystery machine hook of foul play in her father's death by a, an out-of-the-blue old contact, a complete, just like, MacGuffin-called action, um, that they didn't even need to get them anywhere, but now they're going there, but with mysteries. And, like, what a, yeah. what a wild update to the vintage Hanna-Barbera, um, structure of Scooby-Doo of Josie and the Pussycats of, of storytelling, um, in which it's always a, uh, old, usually white, usually cis person, uh, always cis. It's it's the sixties. Um, um, who wants money and has no supernatural powers. That's like a, that's a, that's a nice standard. Things get weird in the seventies for some of these shows. And we don't talk about Jabberjaw, uh,
1: uh these references are a little lost
0: on me but <laughs> um yeah there's a there's a there's a wholesome anti capitalist morality that I really hope they revisit and uh that with the um with the many nods to these classical beats of, of the stories of josie and the post cats of the of the the television show uh the cartoons and the, and the comics through the ages um I'm really excited by what else they might update, uh, into contemporary storytelling, uh, just as fabulously. Um, and like, they they assembled their cast. They Avengers Assembled at the end. Um we have a girlfriend for Melody, who is long distance and that's a drama, and a boyfriend for Val who uh, wants to be more and is super nearby and that's drama. And we got Sweet P jumping off ship and like unlike
1: Oh my goodness. Unlike it's when it's so nice to see him.
0: When Ashley Murray was banished to Katie Keene. To try to prop that sinking ship up, I mm. I shouldn't be too mean. I should also watch Katie Keene Is what I realized today. I am <laughs> <I'm> a terrible, <laughs> oh, no. terrible, terrible you can't do that. commenter. You can't
1: trash talk a show you haven't seen. Right? So I
0: need to. Well, it did get pretty cancelled, pretty hard, and I didn't near much. But anyway,
1: Firefly got canceled. You never know with canceled shows. Uh,
0: so anyway, we need to watch Katie Keene <laughs> maybe over the, our next break, whatever that looks like. What is a season anymore even?
1: Truly. Because that's a Truly. missing
0: piece of the Josie story that I actually am kind of hungry for after this episode. Mm,
1: yeah, that's a good point. That's a really mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, um I One of my favorite, there are two little moments in this show that I really liked that I just want to touch on briefly Mm -hmm. that I, um, I, we've been chatting for, I think about 10, 12 minutes now and I would love to jump in. Yeah, But, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought, (laughs) Riverdale gang. What am I talking about? Oh, two little moments in this that I really loved, Mm -hmm. um, were... Uh, the round table where Josie calls out all these characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and says you you guys were like pretty mean to me in hi- high school mm-hmm. what? what you
0: gave me trauma, you gave <laughs> yeah. me trauma, you gave me trauma.
1: We're not yeah. friends and <laughs> i love I love moments like that in this show because these characters dole out so much trauma to each other and
0: to and everyone around them.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 it, it is a regret of mine in this show that there's not more Mrs. Burble episodes, or not more roundtables,
0: um, mm-hmm, or more AA mm-hmm. meetings,
1: because mm-hmm. I love these. Like as I said in the last episode, like the first season mm-hmm. made me care about these characters so much. Yes, and I care about them all so much, <laughs> and I want them to be okay and to learn from their mistakes.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: another little moment uh that I loved in this episode is, uh, of course, I'm sure this is on purpose. Well, I mean, who knows if it's on purpose or not. I was about to say I'm sure it's on purpose, but really, how can I know? Um Is Jughead says one line in this entire episode. Uh-huh. He just says, yikes. And he's usually the episode, or the episode, the character who does the most talking. Uh, yeah, so instead there's this other narrator, and, um, and... Uh, I was thinking about the scene at the end of the last musical episode, which of course Josie was not in, none of the pussycats were in mm. um, which was a, a great episode I loved it um the oh my gosh i 'm blanking on this famous musical's name, Hedwig <sighs> and the Angry Inch, where the um Uh, people on stage are sort of toasting everyone in the audience. And there's this relationship that sets up the people on stage as the focal point, as the center of attention. And my sense of that relationship is that there's a lot of status involved. These are the people on stage who are giving something away. They're giving away an acknowledgement. And um, it is for the people in the audience to be acknowledged. And the fact Mm. that that was reversed a little bit with... Josie acknowledging Jughead who doesn't speak, he just kind of raises his milkshake um right I don't know there was something there was something about like a status reversal there that I thought was really appealing. I thought it was a really cool choice. Anyway, I think it's certainly a a,
0: a a a hard change in perspective-hmm
1: mm. yeah, that's a good way of putting it It's a good way of putting it. Shall we jump in, Ryan?
0: Yes, yes. um, I'm ready to watch this one again. Um, and i'm I'm especially excited for the music. Um, the storytelling through the music.
1: Yes, okay, absolutely. Okay, gang, let's jump in. You want a three, two one ask Ryan?
0: Yeah, yeah., uh, if watching along is a thing you do, load up your recordings of any formats and uh, count down to the Badoom in three, two, one, go. That's the Netflix Badoom doom for the, the, uh, my fellow Netflix watchers. And then the bad sound happens.
1: Yeah, yeah we don't love it.
0: Hello, Melody. Hello. Melody has more you lines. I don't
1: know that I've ever heard this um, character's name clearly enough to know if it's Melanie or Melody. Melody. It's Melody? Okay, yeah, with a D. That. Thank you. Yeah,
0: the, the musical pun double reference. Very 60s camp. oh yeah i i I was so here for just dropping into their life like i wish we did this way earlier um it would have felt Mm. much more organic if we did this earlier um but they did a fantastic job in a backdoor pilot way of establishing uh melody and vowels um places in life, stories, perspectives, uh, and, and a a couple of conflicts and wants and challenges. Um, it's, it's such a competent backdoor pilot. Um, especially for watching the show, we know Josie well. Um, and we know that these two characters have been, uh, tragically underused, um, throughout the first few seasons. Um, and it's very fulfilling to see them treated as proper uh perspective characters leading and telling the story.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I so the reason I'm distracted is I think I think this actor mm-hmm. is also a writer. I think they're drawing pretty heavily on this actor's uh talents outside of performance here, but I could mm. be
0: wrong. That, um, yeah, that track. um, uh, that is a very riverdale thing to do. It's a very Glee tradition thing to do, to lean into the, um, references and skill set of your large, varied cast.
1: Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things I think a television can do, especially, a television show, mm. rather, can do, especially for, like, young performers, mm. is to say, hey, by the way, also this person does this. hmm
0: right to to no. develop a character in a way that um th- that makes it re- it easy for that actor to progress and develop into it especially childhood actors who may have signed on when they were 11 and then are 16 or 17 playing a much more complicated story um having grown up on a show um
1: mm.
0: yeah Now Val, She's like we a
1: real adult, what a sweet thing to say.
0: We had a lot more of Val um in the past Val as romantic interest, Val as archie's girlfriend um mm-hmm. there was there was a like a nice range of building her into the world before they dropped her completely for, effectively um
1: yeah sorry i'm just a little distracted by this scene um something i really liked about the way they frame a marriage proposal in this episode Mm, mm. is that their relationship is continued and projected to be permanent whether Mm -hmm. or not like a legal arrangement is in the mix
0: yes i just think
1: that's a really nice that's a really nice way to present relationships. And I really appreciated it.
0: A proposal is so often presented as an ultimatum.
1: Mm, Uh, That's a great way of putting it.
0: uh, This scene was delightful. This, um, I was so delighted to see, uh, Tabitha, um, performing and singing diagenically. um, Erin Westbrook is, uh, is a Glee alum- uh, alumni. She was, uh, yeah. one of the supporting cast members for a season. One of the, one of the Cheerios, uh, named Bree. Um, and the Cheerios were notable for their large choreo, choreography numbers, very intricate group numbers. Um, hmm. and it, um, it added so much to Tabitha's character to me, to both, um, see the performers range of artistry, uh, utilized, but also, uh, aligned with Tabitha's story here of, um, the artistry of food, the, um, the culture of food uh, and ownership and, uh, mm-hmm. black owned businesses, um, as presented in diagenic music, that is not realistic the same way none of the music here is, is quite realistic, um... But it tells the story like a well-crafted musical romance film. Um,
1: oh, that's... I, I sort of... You mentioned this earlier when you referenced Roman Holiday. I sort of... Obviously, Roman Holiday is not a musical, mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. Um, at this sort of...
0: God, almost mamma mia.
1: Gentle, loving story. It doesn't have to be a love story. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's... um.
1: Oh, this underused actor who we never saw again.
0: <sighs> Except in this montage. Yeah. He could have shown up.
1: So, um, I hate this song. I really don't like this song at all. Mm, um, mm. ever when I've heard it, and it's so good here, and she sounds so good singing it. And I was wrong.
0: <laughs> I don't know this song at all. I didn't recognize where this song is from. Um, or, or like I've I've heard this before, but it I have no connection or passion in any which way about it. Um, And so this was such a like the way they told a Josie story through this number um was fantastic. This moment, the the fantasy and and real blends as the other Pussycats join her, like, what a what a beautiful way to show the best of these characters chemistry without compromising on the emotional truths of the story that they are um, committing to.
1: Yeah, Um, something I thought was sort of interesting about this sequence, just as I'm looking at it now, I'm realizing this, looking at the way she's dressed, Mm -hmm. is that she looks a little like she's dressed for prom, and of course she wasn't in any of the graduation mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: episodes, because she'd already left the show. Mm-hmm, oh, and mm-hmm. then these three singing to each other because they're pals. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just touches me so much. Mm-hmm.
0: But they get nice, clean, gorgeous solo lines and duet harmonies and participatory pieces of music and their own singing. And it's it's so much better use of ensemble than we've seen in the past. Yeah. Um, and
1: it's very invitational, too. It's it's sort of a reminder of <clears throat> how yeah. these three performances performers look together and just yeah. like how much of a relationship these characters had last time we all saw them together.
0: Yeah, so much charisma, so much well-built um, <coughs> character establishment, especially through season one. Um, this was a delightful oh scene, and I found I it hilarious. It. Um, oh, my God, I loved it so oh much. Hiram is the grumpy old man and he's no longer richer. And it's just so fantastic. <laughs> like... I,
1: what? What is this name that they call her, by the way? Ms. Newmar.
0: Um, I think that...
1: that's McCoy, isn't
0: it? I think uh, that might be her dad's last name. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah,
0: like many performers will use a, a maiden name or a middle name or a stage name. Um, it... Oh, what
1: I they all—they're all, all referring to her as Josie McCoy, like on the radio. Maybe I her. Mm. I'm not sure.
0: <clears throat> or maybe she. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing. Maybe it's a I'm guessing. for
1: the hotel.
0: That also tracks. Mm-hmm. But uh, even though they obviously know who she is, in a matter. Um. Yeah. That. What a wonderful way to show jo- Show and establish Josie's status in this piece of the story by taking. You know, as much as hiram has been a knockdown villain, he's a constant. He's a Lex Luthor, and showing him as yeah. a powerless, grumpy old man yelling at kids on his lawn, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But she's not a kid anymore, so she's not taking any of that. Um, yeah. I liked this tie together. Like this. This is the most organic use of um, Veronica's Veronica's plot role in the the grander story that I think they've achieved. Uh certainly the last the height hi- since the hiatus.
1: Yeah, that's interesting that you put it in those terms. I quite agree. Mm-hmm. Um and I liked these two actors together. They had good chemistry.
0: Yes, yes. Um, we're continuing the tour of um tying through uh Robust experiences, um, Tabitha into the, the, the net of Riverdale, the fabric of Riverdale. Um, she's had such distinct experiences now with Jughead, with Betty, uh, and now is getting into something with Veronica, uh, that has some stakes. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's well done story building, um, to, to, hmm. to really utilize and center and focus and build that character into, into this world. Um, that I've, I feel like I've been watching all season fairly, uh, fairly with a fair intention and mindfulness from the show. Um, I yeah. love that Smithers is functionally her, um, secretary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in this moment. Yeah. It's just I adorable. Didn't, I didn't quite catch that detail. So I have no idea who this is, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a great character. I don't know mm-hmm, where she mm-hmm, came from, mm-hmm. but I love it.
0: Um, yes, uh, Alexandra Cabot is a, a rival character to Veronica uh, in in the comics. I think particularly relevant in the 80s oh. and 90s as... Um, When they were, when they were built, when Cheryl proved popular enough to be built into a a lead character in the comic books, um, the Cabots were a much more obnoxious, rich, uh, set of twins, um... And I, I, know, oh, I know that she was a character this, this, with this performer, performed by uh, Camille Hyde, um, on Katie Keene as well, where they established uh, a cast using some oh. of those uh, peripheral characters from the canon. Um, interesting, interesting to see her role in this. Um, interesting to see them utilizing some of the past work better. In building their ensemble, um, not remaking their wheel again again and again.
1: Um, I'm distracted by this wonderful kind of pop gospel situation that's going on here. Uh-huh
0: this master class wonder... from a pop star. Yeah, from a... I wonder
1: if this is a, a choir. I wonder who the, who these mm. kids
0: are.
1: I want to know their story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Josie steps right back into this world so smoothly um i liked her and Archie's chemistry so much in this episode as like people who care about each other and have history
1: yeah Absolutely, I um I liked that there wasn't any ex awkwardness. Yes, yes. Um, and it, I I thought I wonder if there were any scenes that got written and were cut between him and mm. Valerie because they're also exes, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but they, I, I that was something I was curious about.
0: I think they made peace with that in the story, in perhaps a way that these two didn't quite. Like I, I, mm. I remember more completion to that story i i love this reaction and i can absolutely imagine this moment of like who's calling me what now how do they have my number still
1: yeah (laughs) and i thought it was um from what little we got from these two characters before um in the before time We Mm -hmm. might say Mm -hmm. um it felt very in keeping with what we knew of them that valerie would pick up the phone and melody wouldn't yes
0: yes um it's a nice it's a nice character beat moment as well. The re the the reactions, uh, in Mm -hmm. there's a whole film in here. There's a whole lovely complete film in here. Um, tucked into this whole episode. It's, it's fantastic. And, and now comes truth telling.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, uh, This is, the the awkwardness of this is, like, so palpable, and I love it.
0: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mm -hmm. forgot
1: about Jughead Robin.
0: Completely, completely. (laughs) The
1: chocolate shot, I completely forgot.
0: That's, what a, oops.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, Jughead actually says two lines in this whole episode. He says, yikes, and uh, I was wrong about that. And a
0: bashful uh. This, this, thank you you for remembering this. This messed up, messed up arc. (laughs)
1: Cheryl's like yeah I was a terrible teenager that's (laughs) right I forget (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: this is such a good mic drop moment
0: so wonderfully confident and like yeah Archie forgets his friends aren't everyone's friends that's a very real thing
1: Yeah. Uh, Hello. Okay, so I love this. These two actors have great chemistry. I love everything about this. The only complaint I have about this is that Sweet Pea doesn't stay on Riverdale um, and do stuff, but it sounds like maybe he's going wherever Josie's going to do other stuff on a different show.
0: Yeah, Chloe, I I think Sweet Pea got a a promotion today.
1: I hope so. I mean, goodness. Like,
0: I think Sweet Pea went from background... C-list cast to, um, romantic, le- romantic, uh, partner for the lead of what I really hope is yeah. a spinoff. And I'm so yeah, delighted. I'm that too. The, like, the, the, perfor- uh, Sweet Peas performer is just charming and delightful. Um, like, the, the, the sort of goofy slapstick murder he and Fangs have done, um, the... Yeah. And the, the, the future, the seven-year time jump that has built around, uh, and the life they've all built, uh, and community.
1: Okay, sorry. This face pillow thing, oh my god, it's mm-hmm, such a great button. Mm-hmm. Carry on, make your point.
0: Um, this is a very different type of awkward tension. <laughs> also fantastic. Um. Yeah. Seeing these I... two scenes juxtaposed, I am I am struck by that choice to put them back-to-back back with Sex in the Middle.
1: Yeah. And, of course, the Tyler Perry reference again, that's very fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, uh... I, I really loved this scene, this business, this like trying to make up to, to friends that you've messed up with. It's mm-hmm, so familiar mm-hmm. and helpful and I, I just so appreciated it from this show. Yep. Uh,
0: and the, the oof face plant when it doesn't go well quite reasonably and fairly it's, uh, oof, but oh my gosh, this number yes is a gift.
1: Truly. Mm, it was so fun. This, um, I loved, I loved this business of like, um, actually we have been busy. You weren't our whole lives. Like it's a very important part I think of. Mm -hmm. like, female friendship and feminine ways of being to be like, actually, I've got my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our friendship isn't everything to me in my life.
0: (laughs) Yes, you're a rock star. I am a local cabaret um, legend now. No big. We've got a duo act and a a, a cast of backup dancers at the ready with choreography. It's a regular thing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful note. Also,
1: This fashion thing that's happening in the world right now of high-waisted pants and crop tops, I'm so Mm -hmm. into it. I am Mm -hmm. so, so into it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, whoever came up with this fashion. (laughs) I appreciate you. I appreciate this look.
0: I'm so delighted by the the development, the character development that Melody gets here. Uh, Like, Ashley Mm -hmm. Bromfeld was tragically underused at every past appearance, and here she is... Singing, singing lead solos that tell a story. Uh, and I, 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 I must say this choreography, this type of live performance, um, is, is closer to the best of live cabaret that I've seen, uh, rather than, rather than a TV number interjected into, into a cabaret backdrop as often happens. Um, this felt very organically live to me. Um, and, and it not only as it was, a was a delightful energetic number, but, um, that really helped me sit with Josie in that, in that bit of awe that, um, that, mm-hmm. that, that note of very, uh, verisimilitude, uh, that like, yep. Uh, like this is stuff I see at the Rio or, at the Anza Club yeah, or at yeah. much smaller stages. Um, and it's where fan- a lot of fantastic, uh, artistry and experimental work happens.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a little distracted by the way that sexuality is presented in these sequences. I, mm. it, it's very hard for me to put my finger on. Mm. But I can feel that there's a woman behind this camera mm. in terms of the director. Right, like right, right. Something about the way these women's bodies are presented. Mm-hmm. I don't feel a male gaze. And it's very difficult for me to put my finger on. I'm mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. sure why I feel that way. But I do feel that way. And it's mm-hmm. nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. These are fantastic. Um, these are fantastic performances. Um, but they're not uh, objectifying or, uh, or sexual or, or, um, anything, they're showing interchanges between, between performers, like this fantastic (laughs) dancer that they've (laughs) given Val to partner with. Um, they, they have performer chemistry like musical theater, um, not pop, uh, pop music video vibes. Um, not that that's inherently sexualized in a bad way, but it often is.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm. And the truth, this more is truth. That's
1: interesting because, um, I, sorry, I'm interested in this because from the, uh, the viewer's perspective, mm-hmm. Melody and Valerie just kind of dropped out of the show. Yep. And to to use this as the explanation is like dynamics and plot in their friendship. I think was a really interesting choice. Yep. I liked it.
0: It also, um, indirectly makes the, uh, true things. Melody is saying, uh, a direct jab at, uh, the, the show running team. Truly. Um, I hope there's some humility and awareness there. So, so, <laughs> Alexandra Cabot being just capitalist trash here at the worst that is that is the character that is what they have taken from the seventies character um no reverence whatsoever um, I was surprised they let her grow uh pleased and surprised okay. uh interesting it I'm actually excited to see her as a as a recurring character um building building Tabitha's story as uh as a business owner as an ethical business owner there is a way to do it <laughs> there really is it's crazy hard
1: I love that
0: ethical franchises. I'm um, is...
1: sorry quick costume note quick co- quick costume note the this like violet lavender colored mm-hmm, mm-hmm. suit that they have um i guess that's lavender mm-hmm. um, It's a heliotrope hey tony um, that uh, uh, Tabitha's is in is beautiful. Also, this is fun. I um, I this was the only musical number where I was like, I'm not sure where this fits, but I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, this read as well. We we desperately want Alexandra and Tony to get to show off their their chops, and it's a musical episode, and we can. It is much, yeah, it is not the same storytelling as Josie balladeering, but it was so yeah. delightfully on on vibe on aesthetic um it underscores the the cultural pitch of uh Tabitha's business pitch as well I, I, right, I will say yes
1: absolutely it's like here's here's what you can have here's what you here's what the future can look like, absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah and in that way we 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 enhance that vibe. Um, and like Little Shop of Horrors, the uh, trio, like delightful classical musical theater that has so much built in charm and, and conversation and, uh, chorus muse moments that yeah. it, it translated very easily to the story they wanted to tell. I don't, yeah, it didn't, yeah. it didn't have to jive exactly because the, the, the aesthetic was so good.
1: Yeah, um, and I did love that there was this little opportunity for Tony to be present in the show um, and for uh, Vanessa Morgan to perform pregnant. I love that little product mm-hmm, placement mm-hmm, here. I mm-hmm. love that.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I can't, The whole thing was really fun. I, I almost won like I don't, I don't know that Vanessa Morgan looked, pre- looked fully pregnant in that dance number. I am not positive. In all oh, those shots, in, I think
1: after she delivered and she's got a, a a belly on,
0: I, I almost think this is Vanessa Morgan's Matt leave, Matt leave pause episode, as it were, like,
1: oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's interesting. Hello, Sierra McCoy. I didn't know how much I missed you either as one of the, yeah. uh, one of the biased, but well-intentioned adults with power and problems.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, she is also um, on the tour bus, importantly, uh, which
1: tells us that any spinoff, girl.
0: any spinoff gets to carry her with it and gets to have a, um, a complicated, rich mother daughter relationship, uh, telling a story of grief and healing together. So like, that's a couple seasons. Please do it is what I'm saying. Please do it. I want pussy yeah, cats spinoff.
1: There was only one thing that didn't scan a hundred percent about this scene for me. Is that? Mm. Oh, actually, no. Never mind. We get the explanation mm-hmm. when um, Sierra McCoy says what happened. I was like, mm-hmm. well, "You phoned her." I yeah, understand yeah, now. Yeah, I'm yeah, caught yeah, up. Yeah. I'm here.
0: <laughs> I, w- I will say, um, maybe this is cynical and jaded, but I I can't help but think as a performer's family member you'd know to give her 45 minutes to finish your set.
1: That did seem odd to me. Yeah. And and it did send me off on an interesting uh, thought tangent of, like, moments in my life where Mm -hmm. people have said, like, I'm going out of town and something bad happens. Don't call me until I'm back or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful reaction here from Ashley Murray. Oh, such a... Lovely little piece of
0: acting they gave, they gave such a such a lovely beat of grief that um, that built on the foundation the 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 very quickly dropped foundation story of her and her father 's relationship and difficult relationship um, but mm-hmm. but very passionate creative artistic relationship um, it it all is brought back and neatly tied into a, a, a gorgeous structure I think this episode. This mm-hmm. this backdoor pilot, this lovely backdoor pilot, the season five backdoor pilot. Um Gray's Anatomy did it. Gray's Anatomy spun off private pra- practice, and then like I don't know, a decade or something later they spun off the fireman show, station ninety nine, I think. I don't Oh, I didn't I, know any of that. That's
1: funny. I,
0: I can't handle the fireman show. I I don't quite love the fireman show. <laughs> but yeah. Grey's Anatomy is still my uh mindless background soap opera.
1: Um I just realized that this tour bus and these ashes is setting us up for a first season of this theoretical show mm-hmm,
0: with mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, many mm-hmm.
1: feelings in it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, hmm Every stop is a place where um, <laughs> Josie is stopping to distribute ashes. Oh, man. I'm really excited about this show. I don't even know if it exists, but I really want to see it.
0: Okay, it's a, it's a friendship-grieving coming out of your twenties stories about artistic fulfillment and success of three young black women, uh, with family and loved ones and supports at hand doing a road trip adventure of feelings and discovery.
1: Man, I hope it's real.
0: It's it's there's that doesn't exist yet, but it really needs to like, I I'm, I'm thinking of so many films mushed together like everything from Britney Spears crossroads uh Ugh, i've never
1: seen okay.
0: it okay it's hey what did we say about uh shows we haven't it's seen true. i
1: just did it you're right mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. so right Ryan.
0: respect for britney i must much respect truly truly uh and as far as um it it's campy as heck but uh as far as stories about uh friendship i think it's a delightful genre Example that one that I really want to revisit one of these days. It's been a while. I think I was a kid.
1: Interesting. Um, great outfit on Veronica here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Really, really beautiful blouse. Really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fashion in
0: this show, in this episode, is spectacular. We,
1: we talked through. This is a great moment, but mm-hmm. we also talked through a great moment where these two creators had each other's back. I don't mm-hmm, want to make mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, it. it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how good the pay is, and. Um, I
0: thought that was cool. Yep. Yep. What like that
1: was really, really great
0: modeling, healthy communication once more. Um, little bit of yeah. little, little, little fantastic, uh, social, um, commitments of businesses and the value of, uh, safe and black owned spaces. Uh, and the history of the space, of the history of Pops Tates that was so like beautifully laid out um, in a way that I've never se- her- seen it established. Just delightful. Um, Veronica, just shell game shuffle. <laughs> There's...
1: Yeah, Veronica's.
0: I like the tension yeah. that she that she walks here. It, it it it's it's giving me much more real tension than her the past couple of episodes have. I feel the stakes that Veronica is facing very very clearly here. I understand the consequence and the the barriers to her success in a way that I haven't for a while. I think this yeah. episode is just by genre n- leaning into emotion conversations about feelings and relationships and just nailing it tying together a lot of plot lines that haven't been quite that have been kind of aloof for me
1: mm, interesting mm-hmm. um i'm very distracted by this wonderful
0: scene yep grief that's where i'm at grief and friendship grief and friendship yeah
1: yeah, Ashley Murray nails grief. Mm. Uh, man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very easy for—I mean, obviously, I've never been an, an professional actor, but I feel like I do see a lot of acting that doesn't quite nail it. You know, um, grief in particular. Oh
0: yeah, extreme emotions are a challenge—transfer masterpiece or a chance to 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 really not make a mark, like. Yeah, this this scene is very much the scene in this episode is is very much a vehicle for her strength and range in in that uh, that conversation. And if that's if that's the underlying um, story of the first season of the Pussycats. Grief and healing, Um, like that, seems very well tailored to uh, Ashley Murray's strengths. And I I think also um, one of one of the real emotional strengths of um, of the type of musical performance that she is signature for Um, top tier vocal quality and technique uh, with a storytelling musicality. Um, just, like, yeah. Ta- give me more grief every episode. Heal, baby, heal, yeah. and take your time. That's, I'm not, I, that's entirely a show I want to watch. I really just, I need it. I need it. We all need it after the last couple of years. This was, hello. Hi, this is, this just is my favorite. I'm a huge Josie fan. What a...
1: And Betty's like, uh...
0: (laughs) Just spectacular use of your supporting cast in this episode across the board. Like, uh, this number. This, that...
1: Yeah, oh man, what a great use of this tune. It's so fun. I'm
0: silenced by this fantastic silhouette trio, uh, version.
1: Yeah. Um, we talked through, we had a great conversation about grief, but we talked through (laughs) this moment where... Josie does two things. One, mm-hmm. she says, um, "You giving me a second, another shot makes me feel like maybe some other people deserve another shot." Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's very generous. We don't really live in a culture of giving people who've hurt us an, another mm-hmm. shot, often with good reason. I will say it's a lovely, um, it's a lovely
0: moral payoff of like forgiveness begets forgiveness begets forgiveness and kindness um, that I I sure. think is also is also. Uh, on genre for this this story in a lot of in in a couple of ways um,
1: but i did i did i do sort of feel like it's important to highlight the fact that josie didn't have to do that yeah you know josie's character doesn't have to give out that forgiveness
0: totally and i also Um, love that her forgiveness is i'll do a concert like i i don't think she's friends with betty (laughs) like... <laughs> right, of
1: course, yeah. And then when Archie's kind of like, "Oh, like you really don't have to," Josie's mm-hmm, like, "No, no. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't make this weird." And and <laughs> you know? Archie,
0: who she has some lingering relationship with that she cares about, that's like that's the the connection she uses. She doesn't um mm-hmm. she doesn't forgive fecklessly. I remembered yeah, her little
1: moment between them. Her
0: and Kevin's step siblinghood also. Uh, this episode, after this episode, and like everything oh, that Josie yeah. and Kevin were to each other, is and like Kevin's baby question mark comes this episode question mark. We yeah, don't really know what's sure going on with that.
1: that. I also yeah,
0: but uh,
1: um, I had some opinions about this birth, but we'll get to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm lo- I'm delighted to have your doula specialty. I love that little kiss on the cheek. Moment with Archie and Kevin, uh just the yeah, height he
1: just love him the height
0: of dudes being dudes affectionately and positive masculinity
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: uh, Josie just steps right back into riverdale um i I was really taken um by how smoothly she stepped back into the world and i rem- I, I remembered. What I missed from the first three seasons, the last time we saw her was a one-off Fred Andrews tribute song of Amazing Grace at a funeral, which
1: oh, yeah, valid
0: I respect, but, but we haven't been back to her story. They dropped it that mm-hmm. season. No. Um, They used her as a score for that. Yeah. Once oh that man, season. I
1: was not, sorry, I'm sorry to talk over you, Ryan, but I mm-hmm, was not mm-hmm. ready for stars. I was not ready. Oh, man. In this Mm. room full of famous people. Right. Who, like, are very young and who knows what's going to happen with their career. couple of them are child actors, you know? Like, who who knows what's coming for them? And
0: Mm -hmm.
1: obviously there's also the in-story part of this for for Josie's character and for her dad's character. But, um... Mm -hmm. And Nina Simone, of course, is someone who has a, a certain type of star status and mm-hmm. a certain sort of complex relationship with fame. And I just thought mm-hmm. it was such a a generous, sweet, sad, beautiful moment. And her voice sounds so good. Oh, I just mm-hmm. loved it mm-hmm. so much. I
0: I think of I think of
1: siren in the background while we're trying to listen to Josie <laughs> sing. Sorry, Riverdale gang.
0: I think of Nina Simone covers as very much a, an artistic benchmark. Uh, I think, I think Nina Simone's rep is, is one, she's one of those artists that, um, you know, is, is a masterpiece cover signature piece. If you're going to do it, um, like there's, she has such a distinctive and resonant repertoire, um, tied with huge cultural movements. Um, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm very distracted by the song. Sorry,
0: Ryan. Understandably, it it this mm. this is this is such a fantastic Josie um, statement piece. Um, I love that we also watch it all. Normally, normally, let me say, I hate when we watch a whole song. The worst case scenario yeah. is the Smallville scenario. Uh, back when the CW, particularly. Uh, sold music with with shows like Smallville, um, where they would spend way too long on a guest <laughs> band who we don't know. I'm a doctor, yeah. and no one, no one, no one takes him up on that. And no one, uh, it's just the most obvious thing in the world that no one is taking Doctor Curdle Jr. up on that support offer. This
1: doesn't. So I loved everyone waiting for the uh, like mm-hmm. Kevin pacing. Um, I loved everyone like waiting for the birth to happen. I thought that mm-hmm. was really fun. I did not like the whole business with Cheryl coming out like taking off her bloody gloves. I hated I really hated that. I do not believe for a second Tony would ask Cheryl to be at her birth. I think she would have been kicked out of that room so fast. I don't buy it. I also don't buy that there isn't a hospital within thirty minutes. Um, Remember, Disney's births do happen, but this is the kind of precipitous birth that would happen on the side of a highway and not in a cafe. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm done. I do think, in terms of the plot, it's a really fun moment. I don't begrudge this show this moment. It also this is a cute little this is a cute little Riverdale moment. This moment that's happening right now with Josie and Valerie and Melody. It's
0: such a good string of of emotional resolutions in the the happy anticipatory tension of new baby. New baby, new baby, new baby. Even though it cuts off the Nina Simone song. um, Sorry, I was rambling about the 90s again. Um, um, The music in this episode is so distinctly... um, they sit on the whole performance while the, the, the singers tell their story with the song. And they give us plenty of audience mm. cutaway, plenty of the, the broader, wider ensemble cast reacting, living in the story in this moment. They're not just absent or periphery or group, but we see everyone's relationship to Josie as an artist in this community in a really distinct way. Um, this again feels genre to me and i i can't i can't name the genre but that that particular vibe in the last 30 years of like usually not fully budgeted uh but really excellent standout surprise um friendship stories and films that are a little goofy and a little ridiculous (sighs) this is such a complicated hug
1: Status is in this moment because he's pacing like a dad, but he didn't go in. Mm-hmm. I
0: also, I just want to know what happened. I love that Dr. Kirtle Jr. just stayed and sat there through, like, just in case. That's lovely. That's, that's the good doctor thing to do, actually. That might, yeah, that I might, see, like, like, even it. legally be a requirement. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Um, yeah, I, uh, oh god, that was such a funny
1: moment. I, I'm a doctor. Mm. Um, and, I can't tell if that baby is real or not from the angles it's being shot at. Yeah, because COVID, I would imagine, made it difficult to just come up with a baby. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: It could just be Vanessa Morgan's. Probably not. Um, we should we should true. see if She's that's credited. Been very
1: good about not showing her kid on Instagram, so it could entirely mm. just be her kid. That's true. Mm.
0: I mean. I only I only think of it because when you have an actor who's going to handle a baby who already has a baby that they handle comfortably like a parent, it just seems silly to get a stranger baby if that if if the actor's baby <laughs> is available. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of yeah, unless, unless... Um, so the Canadian the Canadian show Trickster, uh, which was unfortunately canceled after their. Bad stuff came out about the creator um but they um used um uh the lead actor crystal lightning's uh baby in a number of flashback shots and it was uh just convenient and lucky that she signed on to this project when she was heavily pregnant and was gung ho and ready to do it and and brought that to the table um as a like small c b c production um and it was it was a neat dimension. Um, later, they would, hi- they would hire her her own mother to play uh, her mother in the show, which was also a fabulous dimension.
1: Hmm.
0: But anyway, babies. And Sweet Pea is but so sweet. Yeah, I, I don't
1: think... I think this episode was shot before Vanessa Morgan went on Matt Leaf, but I could mm. be wrong. I really don't know. Um, I did... I did just want to say big props to um, the actor playing Toot Sweet. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, a name. Um, the actor <laughs> playing um, Sweet Keep yep had this line, this I could be your anything line. And i oh. it's the kind of line that could be so cheesy. And he sold it so well. Mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. so romantic. And it was great. Hi- anyway, his- back to your father died. Of, your, I don't believe your father died of natural causes.
0: uh. And this messenger speech is so delightful. And, and then Sierra McCoy camps us back to reality. Like, yeah, yeah. murders is, murders are murders are murders are murders. We know murders. Do you not know yeah. where you are?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was mayor here once. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Now I'm getting on a bus to be a road roadie. And emotionally yeah. support and mentor my child, well, not the worst activity lovely okay, not the worst activity. lovely, lovely end of film shot, glance out, <coughs> establishing brands, pussycats, um, narrative voice, melody, reiterated, reestablished, and this monologue about we're not going anywhere y'all we're we're, we're gonna be here, you'll see the story, we promise they really promise hard. Yeah. Such a delightful oh, yeah. use of Dr. Curtle Jr. I'm just
1: uh,
0: like, are they are they gonna let him out of the the, the the doctor's office more often out of the morgue more often, I hope. Um Ian him up know. with we- Weatherby was uh Pussycats. Mm. Yeah, it's fun. Um
1: it's fun. We'll see.
0: Speaking of weather- Weatherby, um, the casual presence of Peter Bryant's Weatherby was also like He wasn't used, but he was a key supporting cast in a way that he isn't always. And I just, Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying the gradual inclusion of him more into the story of Riverdale, especially considering, um, what they were working with in the character of Weatherby in the comics. Um, such a large character that's been so diminished in this telling.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I forgot how, what a huge presence he was in the, um, Mm -hmm. In
0: the comics. He's, I would say he's, he's, um, at least equal to Hiram as a, an antagonistic figure to Archie. Um, though the stakes are often a little different, um, throughout much of the history, yeah. uh, which is quite, and you know, we look at, uh, Peter Bryant's Weatherby versus Mark Consuelo's Hiram. Um, they've done very, very, very different things with those characters. And part of that was the terrible yes, choices absolutely. around. really. Uh, the terrible choices around Miss Grundy, I think, doomed them in so many ways in <laughs> season one for what they could do with yeah. Riverdale High. Uh,
1: I think I'd block Miss Grundy. hmm
0: I don't forgive I don't the show, but I try to forget when I can.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's true, as we do with so many things in life. No. Um, listen, I think I'm all talked out about that episode. It's just so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am ba- I am basking in, in the delightness of that episode. Um, delightfulness. Uh, I forgot how rich a part of Riverdale Ashley Murray was. If only, be- only because mm-hmm. of her absence for several years. Um, so refreshing and so grounding for this show to revisit, um what what she brings to the community uh to the char- to the, the 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 space identity of Riverdale the community identity of Riverdale uh and and the storytelling like so much of the musical work that they do now is is something of a shade of most of Josie's role in the first season
1: yeah that's such a good that's such a good way of framing it i agree i think that's true mm-hmm.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so this was a delight. I can't wait to watch the Pussycats. I guess I'll watch Katie Keene too.
1: <sighs> I know next week's Riverdale episode is going to have that 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 letdown. I think that sometimes <laughs> they have after a really good episode.
0: Oh, you're probably right. We're going to be back oh, into. Okay. I enjoyed the break from Betty. I gotta say, things have been getting real wild there, and it's a little bit it's, so it's, a, little it's so a little ungrounded, a little untethered. Um great. See you next week, gang.
1: See you next week, gang. Thanks for being here with us.
0: Always a pleasure. Bye.